Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Alongside Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by our friend of the Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. He does fantastic work over there. You can read his breakdown from game number four right now over on The Athletic. It's Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on the show. JR, we appreciate the time as always, man. What happened to the Blues last night? Tanner is going to turn that up. Yeah. Let's try this one JR, more time. Take two, JR. I know you were talking. <laughs> I, I'm sure it was a fantastic <laughs> response. Me, Tanner forgot to turn you on. JR, what happened to the oh, Blues last night? That was the best analysis I ever had. You didn't have it on? <laughs> Tanner forgot to turn <laughs> you on. Tanner forgot to turn you on. Yeah. He's not good at that. <laughs> Yeah. No, first of all, I want to say happy uh, don't look at your Twitter mentions oh, day to you guys. Yeah. Also, uh, don't look at the text, yeah, text line day. line is uh, full of 303 numbers, which <laughs> we've never heard before. Apparently, but apparently there's, apparently there's a, a ton of people in Colorado, Jared, that like to sit and listen to BK and Ferrario, which is phenomenal. <laughs> we have an influx of Denver yeah. listeners. Yes. That's great. No, hey, I just walked into the gas station and I looked. They had that uh, stand next to the cashier with a thousand shots of uh, liquor and almost grabbed a few of them so a few of them <laughs> just a, <laughs> a couple for us yeah. yeah no it's uh it's obviously a tough day for uh, blues fans and and when you have to write about it obviously people are going to express their uh, their opinion so uh, lots of opinions out there and i get it it was a very very frustrating performance last night from a couple different angles you know I think that uh, the blues led one nothing we all know that uh, they were outplayed in the first period and I think even though they made it close with the two power play goals, it was just an ugly game, five on five. And Craig Bruby said it afterwards, guys. He said, we did not skate. We have, he must have said it four times. We didn't skate. We didn't skate. You know, they had 14 five on five shots, and I didn't even think they had that many. So, uh, as you guys were talking earlier, a lot of no shows offensively in the playoffs in this series, and it's made it very difficult to win the second round series against the Avs. JR, I. I know a lot of this is just emotional coming off of a tough game like that, but I mean, offensively, we just haven't seen a whole lot from a lot of guys. And Ryan O'Reilly made a comment yesterday after the game, just talking about how the passing seems to be off. Do you feel like that maybe some guys have just kind of taken the individual route in the series rather than keeping that team mentality? A little bit, yeah, Alex, but it's tough to explain because look at how they played in game two yeah. of this series. And, and to me, that is obviously looking back, you know, the outlier, but I thought it was the outlier at the time. Like, I, I believe in this team. I believe that when they're clicking and playing well together that they can look like they did in game two. But I thought the way that they were outplayed in, in game one and then uh, 
you know, since we've seen that as well, where Colorado's dominated the play, like we saw last night, you know, I just feel like Colorado's the better team and the blues have to be at the very, very top of their game. I feel like, and, and we haven't seen that. And so how a blues team can look as drastically different as it did in game two of the series to last night, especially with what's on the line. I mean, you have all the cadre emotion and the players saying, we're going to focus on the game. Okay. Well, Go out and play the game. You know, I wrote this morning at The Athletic, which one did you do? You said you weren't going to be focused on Kadri. You said you were going to go out and win a hockey game. I think that they, I don't want to say they were overly caught up in Kadri, uh, but they did engage, and then they didn't go out and play that hockey game that they said they were going to do. So I, I just think that uh, they mishandled the situation and didn't play uh, nearly the type of game I think that they were talking about. Who do you? I, I hate to use the word blame for that, Jr. Because look, this is sports, and the other team is really good. But you obviously turn to your leadership group, right? Right, because they're the ones that are, that have the voice in the ears of the locker room. Yeah, that's definitely the default button when it comes to who do you turn to when you see something like that. The only problem in this instance, Alex, is that a couple of those guys are playing their butts off talking about yeah. Ryan O'Reilly. And David Prawn. I mean, to think that, I mean, forget about the scores, forget about that we know that Colorado's leading the series 3-1. to one. Just say that McKinnon has no goals, Rantanen has an empty netter, McCarr has nothing, Landeskog has a power play goal, and I think an empty netter. Uh, you know, if somebody told you that's what Ryan O'Reilly and David Prawn and that top line are doing against those guys, and oh, by the way, you know, David Prawn has this many goals, Ryan O'Reilly has this many, you would say the Blues are winning the series, but... You know, as we touched on, the secondary scoring is completely non-existent, and the goaltending with Billy Huso hasn't been good. And, you know, I had a line in the story today saying, after we talked about how bad this defense was throughout the season and how they needed to bring somebody in, the fact that we're talking in the second round of the playoffs that the question marks are the forwards, the scoring depth, and the goaltending, and we're not even talking about the defense that much, just blows me away. How do you explain the lack of secondary scoring? You know, I don't want to say that uh, I saw it coming for sure, but I I did have that thought with a month to go in the regular season, and I think we've talked about this in in one of our interviews, is, you know, what what does that mean for the playoffs? What does having seven, eight, nine, twenty 20-goal scores mean in the playoffs? In the history, by the way, JR, not good. Not good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Remember we looked it up, uh, BK, and, uh, you know, you've had 12 or 13 teams – since 2005-06, have this many 20-goal scores, and one has won the Stanley Cup, the Carolina Hurricanes in 05-06. That doesn't mean that other, you know, um, others among those teams didn't have success in the playoffs. It just means that one of them has won the Stanley Cup. So a couple things real quick. I, I think that you know, players squeeze their sticks in the playoffs. It's tougher to score in the playoffs. There aren't as many goals sometimes in the playoffs. Look, if, if you're a star uh, like a Tarasenko, you know, the, those guys rise in the playoffs. The other thing is this isn't a Tuesday night in Arizona where you're scoring two against an inferior team, which I'm not taking anything away from the Blues having nine twenty goal scores, but it's just different in the playoffs. You have to be a different type of player, and you have to you know, be able to rise to the occasion, and I don't think enough of these guys did that. So, JR, the, the biggest question that I know Blues fans who are listening right now are asking is, does Craig Bruby look for another spark going into game number five tomorrow night? And I guess the biggest spark that Blues fans want to know about is, does Charlie Lindgren get the call for net? Charlie, 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 Charlie. Well, he can, but 
I mean, I don't even know how to say if that's a spark. Then <laughs> He's undefeated, Jr. I don't know what we're reaching for here. Hey, listen, I get all the respect for Charlie. This is great. Throw him in there, and you know he can allow one or two goals and thirty-five shots tomorrow. But who's scoring besides David Perron, Ryan O'Reilly, and you know you're getting the puck out of your zone, and that includes the forwards as well. It's just not they're not playing good hockey. And I realize sometimes you base this game to game. Like I said, everybody's excited after game two, uh, and then last night uh, you didn't like what you see. So. Um, I, I never count teams out. You know, I learned my lesson in 2019 that anything can happen. All I'm saying is the Blues, I think we're in position to win this series. I think the collision with Jordan Bennington had a huge effect, a huge impact on who's going to win this series. But having said that, I still think the opportunity was there to come back and win it and the Blues have not played like they deserve to win. So as a follow-up to that then, Jr., do you believe that the Blues can get back into the series with Ville Husso in between the pipes? No. I, I just I, I don't he's, see it. He said no. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it. And, uh, you know, hey, listen, last night the shots are 10-3 to Colorado, and it could have been 2 or 3 nothing the Avs. And I tweeted, and I typically regret first period tweets about goalies and I did again last night I said this is the Billy Husso that stole the job and uh, I have about a hundred mentions today saying well this aged well last night so um, he did not play well last night he let in two or three and the game before he let in one and he's not playing as well as he did during the regular season that's just what the facts are so you know if the question is can the Blues get back into this series with the way uh, Billy Husso is currently playing, the answer is definitely no. Hey, Jerry, I'm going to pass you over to BK. I'm going to just blank <laughs> off for the rest of this interview here, buddy. So I'm BK's sorry. got you the rest of the way. <laughs> We're talking to Jeremy Rutherford for another minute or two here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Jerry, my final question, if that ends up being the case, and I, I tend to agree with you, teams that go down 3-1 to one from being why. at home uh, in Game 4 of the seven-game playoff series, they win 9% of the time. So can they do it? Sure, about 10% of the time they do, but you're up against a incredible opponent right now. You've got your backup goalie in that you don't seem to have a whole lot of confidence it doesn't seem to be trending in the right direction if it continues going that way what are the lessons that we have learned thus far from the blues in this series against the colorado avalanche the big picture lessons yeah i think the big picture is these players are going to have to grow up talking about some of these uh younger players you know like i said you're getting it from o'reilly you're getting it from Perron. you know i think you're getting it from the Letties and even the, the Pareko's and Fox and those guys, you know, it, it's tough for the Blues to not be playing without Tory Krug. But listen, if you're the next wave of Blues and you're Robert Thomas and you're a top-line center, you know, supposedly, then you have to play like it. And he's not. And Jordan Kyrie, even though he scored a few goals in these playoffs, he's not playing like that next-level player that's going to be that core group leader for you. And I think that's what, be, that's what would be most concerning is that, look, in a couple of years, the O'Reilly's and the Prawns and maybe even the Tarasenko, those guys are going to be gone. And, and where is the Blues' foundation? So you can talk about lessons learned. Yeah, there's always lessons that you learn from each playoff series and you know, carry it forward. But to me, the, the biggest takeaway I'm going to have is uh, are these guys built, are these guys equipped, the Thomases, the Kairos, those types of guys, to lead this next uh, generation of Blues? Final one for you, JR. Expectations going into tomorrow night's game. Do you see Craig Berube maybe going back to 12 forwards and six defensemen? Do you see possibly Marco Scandella and Tori Krug getting into the game? Uh, with Krug, very, very doubtful. Uh, with Scandella, possibly, but at this point, I guess the question would be why. Um, and in terms of 12-6, I suppose, but I think it would be 
too little, too late. Not saying that he should have gone to it sooner. This was definitely working, the 11-7. But, you know, I don't know what adding Logan Brown or uh, Nathan Walker does to the equation. Um, so I, I just think the Blues have put themselves in this position. Uh, they, they could have been playing better hockey and taking advantage of the fact that O'Reilly and Perron and Buchnevich on that line were shutting down the, that top guy. Uh, but they didn't get the goaltending. They didn't get the secondary scoring. And, uh, you know, to me, when they had a chance last night to really step up and to really say, yep, we're not going to worry about Kadri. It is what it is. We're going to go out and play a hard hockey game. They didn't do it. So, you know, you can put Lingren in tomorrow. You can change up the 11-7. You can do whatever you want. But, you know, if, if the guys we talked about aren't producing and this team isn't doing what it says it's going to do, uh, then this is going to be over tomorrow. Jeremy Rutherford, you can find his outstanding work over at The Athletic. You should subscribe for all of his work. And as we get into the offseason as well, he's going to have great stuff over there, as he always does. Jerry, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much today, and we'll talk with you again soon. Anytime, boys. Thanks.